When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think a new team has arrived in the AFC West and their name is the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Launches deep. Jalen Guyton. He's got it. Herbert fires open. Making the grab. Mike Williams down the sideline. 17-yard line. Look out again. Carr. Intercepted. And we're back with another episode of the Shock Therapy Podcast. It's just going to be me today. I'm going to talk a little bit about this Titans game and then preview our Colts matchup. Uh, the Chargers took down the Titans 17-14. This is a huge, huge game for them to win. It just about solidifies their chances of making the playoffs with only the Colts, uh, Colts, Denver, and Rams left on their schedule. All teams were losing records. Uh, and this game going up against a, a team that's really looking like they're out of their way of the playoffs. Or there, there's a really good possibility that the Jaguars actually end up making playoffs over the Titans. Uh, the Chargers also old tiebreakers with the Titans and the Dolphins. And with only th- those three remaining games against the Rams, Colts, and Broncos, it's, it's a really, really good place for the Chargers to be in. They're sitting eight and six second in the AFC West. Uh, I think they're only trailing the Ravens in the AFC wildcard picture. Uh, So with one more win against one of these three teams with a losing record, the Chargers should make the playoffs. Justin Herbert uh, didn't have his greatest game, 28 of 42, 313 yards, no touchdowns. He did have two interceptions. Uh, One was an outstanding play by – Roger McCreary, who ended up jumping out of the end zone outside on the sideline, throws the ball backwards back into the goal uh, line and ended up getting intercepted on that pass. It was really not a bad pass by Justin Herbert, uh, kind of throwing it where only his guy has a chance to make it or get out of bounds. Uh, Just a heads up play by Roger McCreary to go and just make an outstanding play there. Uh, Justin Herbert did take three sacks for 22 yards. 
Um, just kind of an off day for him. The other interception was just a, a, a bad decision. Kevin Byer jumped in front of the ball, ended up coming up with a huge takeaway. Uh, it was really kind of a defensive game for the Chargers. Um, kind of surprising about Justin Herbert against a, a really bad secondary. While he might have put up the yards, 313 yards, having no touchdowns wasn't all that great. And the Chargers really struggled to keep him protected. Uh, the Chargers run game, Austin Eckler, 12 carries for 58 yards. He averaged 4.8 yards a carry. He had a touchdown. Joshua Kelly also had a touchdown. Um, still not the best rushing game for the Chargers, 74 yards, 3.1 yards per carry. They did have two touchdowns. Um, the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about, DeAndre Carter had a, a reverse that if it would have been blocked up just one one player, if Mike Williams would have picked up the uh, slot corner who was blitzing and DeAndre Carter had a lot of running space to go and, and get some additional yardage on that play. Uh, Keenan Allen had eight reception for 86 yards. Uh, he had a long of 31, a beautiful catch down the left sideline on nine targets. Uh, Mike Williams, four for 67, and Josh Palmer, five for 49. Uh, it wasn't, uh, wasn't too much to talk about with the receiving group. I feel like um, there was space. Uh, Justin Herbert was finding the open receiver. Uh, and the receivers were getting open. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Drew Tranquil had 10 total tackles. He had a sack, a lot of solo tackles, seven solo tackles on Derrick Henry. That is huge. Aloe uh, Gilman stepped up in a big way. And another player that I thought that really played very extremely well was Brady Fajoko playing nose tackle. Uh, that's a really, really good offensive line that the Titans have. Uh, and he was getting off blocks in a hurry and just, making his way uh, to the running back. It was great to see him go out there and have a great day. Um, for the Titans offense, Ryan Tannehill was 15 of 22, 165 yards, had the one interception. He was under duress all day. Uh, Chargers ended up getting four total uh, sacks on the quarterback with uh, five pressures by Khalil Mack, three by Kyle Van Noy. Uh, Kenneth Murray had two pressures as well. Uh, 16 total pressures for the defense, four total sacks with Chris Rump, Drew Tranquil, Joe Gaziano, and Morgan Fox all getting in on the action. Uh, in coverage, I want to say Kenneth Murray was not that great. Uh, six receptions on seven targets, only gave up 36 yards, uh, had one pass breakup, but the they, they were finding... Uh, Okwankwo, the Titans tight end, pretty much all game. He was their biggest threat of the day through the passing game. Um, he had four catches for 54 yards on five targets. Uh, Derrick Henry was also a threat in the backfield, four receptions for 59 yards. Overall, the secondary held the Chargers, uh, the Titans wide receivers at bay. Robert Woods only came away with two receptions for 12 yards. Uh, during the, the first quarter, Ryan Tannehill actually went out for a little while with an ankle injury. Malik Willis came in, had three passes for uh, 20 yards. Uh, overall, um, it wasn't that big of a factor because Ryan Tannehill came in pretty quickly. But I feel like the Chargers secondary really stopped uh, the Titans quarterbacks from being any sort of threat at all. Uh, your highest graded defenders is going to be Nasir Adderley. Nasir Adderley was kind of all over the field, 
um, finding ways to just get in on the play. Sante Samuel had an 80.7. Kyle Van Noy, back-to-back sacks and back-to-back weeks, 78.1 overall grade. Uh, and then Tyler Davidson, Braden Pahoko, 75 and 75. On the Chargers offense, a highest-graded player was Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson was uh, paving some ways, uh, getting the ball carriers, especially up the middle for those two touchdowns uh, by Austin Eckler and uh, Joshua Kelly. Uh, Keenan Allen had a 74.8 and Jamari Salyer 73.6. Now, yesterday the Chargers uh, did, the NFL did release uh, the Pro Bowl rosters. Only two players made the Pro Bowl roster, which is kind of what I had expected. Talked about a little bit on, on our last podcast, where I don't really see too many offensive players for the Chargers making the Pro Bowl. Uh, Derwin James this is his third time as a starter. Uh, the only two seasons he didn't make the Pro Bowl were the injuries, uh, years he had injuries in 2019-2020. And then Khalil Mack, he's made seven of eight total Pro Bowls with the only season he hasn't made the Pro Bowl being last year uh, when he was injured for most of the season. Uh, Justin Herbert is a uh, second alternate. Hard to, to really fault uh, voters when Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow are having such a great season. Uh, Herbert is having a great season. Don't get me wrong. He's had three 4,000-yard-plus passing seasons to start his career. Uh, only player to do that. And he's going to destroy most of those passing yards through the first three seasons with three more games left on, on the season. Austin Eckler is a first-team alternate as well. Hard to fault voters there. Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry are having much better seasons. Now, while Austin Eckler might have the total touchdowns, um, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry are just more dynamic as pure uh, rushers, and less as pass-catching running backs. So, Corey Lindsley is an alternate as well. Creed Humphrey and Mitch Morris made the roster over him. J.K. Scott, who's having really an outstanding season, one of the players that I think is kind of snubbed for how great the Chargers uh, punt units have actually been this season. Uh, he was uh, he is an alternate for Tommy Townsend, and DeAndre Carter is an alternate for Devin DuVernay, who just hit IR. Um, I think there's a couple more. Uh, returners in front of him still. Uh, Justin Herbert had his fifth game-winning drive this season, this time 44 seconds left on the clock, uh, giving uh, Dicker a shot to win the game. Uh, Is he a Pro Bowl snub? Maybe, but with playmakers he's had this season and success really not starting to come until late in the season, it makes sense. Each of the Pro Bowl quarterbacks this season are winning their, their vision can't really fault anyone. Joe Burrow is having has 31 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Uh, Josh Allen's going to be the MVP this season. And Patrick Mahomes is just has a winning record and uh, has had a healthier offense this season. Justin Herbert only has 21 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Uh, the Chargers have had more kickers than they've had missed field goals decision this, this season. What a crazy stat for a team who has struggled with injuries to their kicker seemingly every season. Right now, Dicker is the most reliable kicker in the NFL. Uh, he can kick it out of the end zone on kickoffs. He's just been super, super reliable. Right now, I'm thinking about potentially trading Dustin Hopkins for a late round pick uh, and just sticking with the hot hand, clearing some cap space, uh, having to hold on to players. Uh, you have to hold on to players who are outperforming and 
you got to manage cap space. Dustin Hopkins is on a three-year, $9 million deal. It's not a lot, but it creates some room. And with Dicker being the, the hot hand, the most reliable choice right now, I think it makes a lot of sense to go and um, uh, hold on to him. Uh, the Chargers will be playing the Indianapolis Colts on Monday night football. I'm kind of surprised this game wasn't flexed or anything like that because the Colts are just not good. They're sitting at 4-9-1. They're third in the AFC South behind the Titans, behind the Jaguars. Um, they are going through some quarterback problems. Uh, they ended up benching Matt Ryan early in the season. They gave Sam Ellinger uh, the reins. Uh, Sam Ellinger didn't play all that well, and now they replace uh, both Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger with Nick Foles. Uh, Nick Foles, I think, is a much better quarterback today than what Matt Ryan is. Um, Colts are just going through a, a, a wheel of quarterbacks over the last couple seasons, uh, going all the way back to um, uh, when uh, – I can't think of their quarterback's name that Justin Herbert broke all of his records, but then they went to Phillip Rivers and then Carson Wentz and then Matt Ryan, and then Sam Ellinger, and then Nick Foles, and they just haven't been able to figure out their quarterback situation. Um, their starting running back is going to be Zach Moss, uh, with Deion Jackson and Jordan Wilkins backing him up. Uh, Jonathan Taylor did hit IR. He is their uh, probably their most dynamic player on the offensive side of the ball. I think a place where the Colts really struggle is that wide receiver. They don't really have a wide receiver one. Uh, Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce are kind of the same player, uh, two X-type X receivers uh, who are just kind of body players, kind of in that Mike Williams type of mold. Uh, Paris Campbell is going to be their slot player. He's a very, very fast Jets type of wide receiver. Uh, I think he ended up running in the four twos during his combine um, a few seasons ago. And then they also have Ashton Dolan and Mike Strachan. Mike Strachan, another 6'5 wide receiver, a huge guy. Um, you can tell that the Colts really built this team to be a rushing attack. Uh, just having the big wide receivers, having the dynamic running back, uh, guys who get out and block, just hasn't, <coughs> just hasn't worked out for them all that well. Uh, starting left tackle is rookie Bernard Raymond. Uh, they still have Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, who are probably one of the best players at their respective position. Uh, Ryan Kelly, really good center. They still have a pretty dominant offensive line. Um, they might be the weak area there might be at left tackle. Bernard Raymond being a rookie and Will Fries at right guard. Uh, going over the defensive side of the ball, uh, starting edge rushers are going to be Unique Ngakwe and Quiddy Pay. Unique Ngakwe has uh, been a really reliable edge rusher throughout his entire career, going from Jacksonville uh, to Oakland. And now he is with the Colts. Uh, DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart are really stalwarts on the interior of their offensive line. They run a true 4-3. Um, Zaire Franklin, Bobby Okariki are going to be their starting. Mike and Sam linebackers with EJ Speed in the middle. Shaq Leonard being that uh, captain of their defense, that quarterback of the defensive side of the ball is on IR. Um, that really, really hurts them and and the ability of what they want to be able to do at that second level. Shaq Leonard's probably the best linebacker in the NFL, just hasn't been healthy this season. At cornerback, they have 
Kenny Moore and Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore is a shell of a form himself, but he's still probably an above average starter at this point in his career. Uh, Kenny Moore, I think, is a much better player. Uh, he's been playing a lot in the slot for them uh, and has been very, very good to start his career. And then rounding out the back end, Rodney McCloyd and Julian Blackman. Like I said, the Colts are just not good this season overall. Uh, Matt Ryan has 14 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. So he's been putting, pulling, um, he's been putting the ball in the wrong hands uh, just about as much as he's scoring touchdowns, which is never good to see. He has taken 38 sacks on the season. He's thrown for 3,000 yards. Just overall hasn't been that great of a player. Uh, through 11 games, Jonathan Taylor is still their leading rusher with 861 yards. No other player has over 200 yards rushing. They're just not going to be a threat at rushing the ball. Granted, the Chargers defense is not all that great at stopping the run. Uh, Zach Moss just hasn't really been great. That's probably a big reason why uh, Buffalo was looking to move him before the trade deadline. They ended up getting something in return uh, for a player who was drafted in the fourth round just a couple seasons ago. Uh, leading wide receivers, Michael Pittman has uh, 800 yards. He'll probably go for over 1,000. I still don't see him as a true number one wide receiver in the NFL, but he's a player who's been able to get it done. Only two touchdowns on the season. Uh, Paris Campbell and Alec Pierce are both rounding out 510 yards, three and two touchdowns apiece. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Zaire Franklin's got 141 tackles. He's been a really, really good player for them, maybe not at the level of Shaq, but he's been able to, to be really impressive. Bobby Okariki as well. Um, in terms of sacks, Unique Ngakwe has 9.5. DeForest Buckner has 6.5. Uh, DeForest Buckner is, has a tremendous ability to put pressure on the quarterback from the interior. Not a lot of guys really have success at rushing in the A and B gaps. So when you have a player who can really push the pocket, uh, make things uncomfortable for the quarterback, that's probably a good place to lean. Um the Chargers are going to struggle to, to – they struggle anyway with interior pressure. Matt Filer has been one of the worst-graded, PFF-graded um, uh, pass blockers at the guard position in the NFL this season. And having a, him line up against the Forrest Buckner is something that I'm going to be monitoring very, very closely because it is important to, to see kind of what's going on there. Uh, if anything, I think that's a, a place that we're probably looking to upgrade in the offseason – uh, whether that's moving um, our starting left tackle to left guard. Um, something has to happen there because he just hasn't been good. Zion Johnson been okay as a rookie, still playing sort of like a rookie, uh, but that's something we're going to have to monitor um, in the game plan this week is how do we prevent that interior pressure, uh, pressure on the quarterback anyways. Uh, there is a chance Joey Bosa may be returning from injury uh, he may be returning to practice this week, maybe gets activated after the Colts game. Um, another player who's kind of on the outside looking in, Rayshon Slater at left tackle, uh, should be coming back to practice here within the next couple of weeks. Uh, so we'll have to monitor that as well. Uh, in terms of the game plan against the Colts, uh, I think this is a game where you're probably going to be passing the ball quite a bit. Um just taking a look at the Colts' defense, it is much better than their record would suggest. But with no legitimate threat in, in the run game, I just don't see how you can lean on it, especially with DeForest Buckner on the interior. 
Enoch Ngakwe is a really, really good uh, run defender. Um, I, I think that you got to put the ball in the air. Uh, Joe Lombardi has not been great at, at drawing up game plans. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I, I'm really interested to see how Nick Foles plays. Um, Nick Foles has been kind of a journeyman backup for most of his career, won a Super Bowl as a backup, as a starter, um, but he was a backup listed behind Carson Wentz during that MVP season that he had. Uh, but overall, um, I'm not really too worried about Nick Foles uh, because I'm not worried about their wide receivers almost at all. I think that we're going to match up very well against them. Um, probably putting Michael Davis and Michael Pittman uh, just go big against big and let them battle that out. I think Michael Davis has kind of earned that opportunity this season to go up against the opposing offense's best wide receiver. Uh, I think Asante Samuel can handle it as well, but if I'm just playing matchups, I'm going size against size, and I'll put Asante Samuel on the other side against uh, Alec Pierce, who's a rookie, uh, probably not getting the same number of targets overall. Uh, that's my game plan going into this. I think that the Chargers should win this game pretty easily. I'm looking at something like a 24-14 type of game. Um, I don't think that the Colts are going to be able to establish any type of run. They really lost anything to really play for. Uh, they've been out of the playoff picture for some time now. Um, they have issues at the quarterback position. They have a ton of injuries to key players like Jonathan Taylor and Shaq Leonard, probably their best offensive and defensive player. Um, I'm looking for Keenan Allen to, to have a great game. Uh, Justin Herbert in a bounce back game after having two interceptions last week. Overall, this is the Chargers game to win. They do win this game. They should make the playoffs. That's just what should happen. Um, but that's all I've got for this short episode. Uh, hopefully we'll welcome Zach back next week and we'll talk to you guys later.